This is day 131 of our daily Bible reading. Today we will be going through Proverbs chapters 23 through 27. Lord, Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us here today. We want to be with you, Lord. We want to know who you are. We want to seek your face and be changed forever by it. Lord, so often we go our own way, and so often we try to be somebody that we're not. We still cling to the things of this world that bring us down, that don't satisfy. The old nature tries to creep back. But Lord, we know that that is foolishness, and you have rescued us from that foolishness. Please remind us, Lord, that your wisdom is what is sufficient for us, and you are the only source of that wisdom. Lord, please bless the reading of this word today. In Jesus' name, amen. When you sit down to dine with a ruler, consider carefully what is before you. And put a knife to your throat, if you are a man of great appetite. Do not desire his delicacies, for it is deceptive food. Do not weary yourself to gain wealth. Cease from your consideration of it. When you set your eyes on it, it is gone. For wealth certainly makes itself wings like an eagle that flies toward the heavens. Do not eat the bread of a selfish man, or desire his delicacies. For as he thinks within himself, so he is. He says to you, Eat and drink, but his heart is not with you. You will vomit up the morsel you have eaten and waste your compliments. Do not speak in the hearing of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of your words. Do not move the ancient boundary or go into the fields of the fatherless, for their Redeemer is strong. He will plead their case against you. Apply your heart to discipline and your ears to words of knowledge. Do not hold back discipline from the child. Although you strike him with the rod, he will not die. You shall strike him with the rod and rescue his soul from Sheol. My son, if your heart is wise, my own heart also will be glad and my inmost being will rejoice when your lips speak what is right. Do not let your heart envy sinners, but live in the fear of the Lord always. Surely there is a future, and your hope will not be cut off. Listen, my son, and be wise, and direct your heart in the way. Do not be with heavy drinkers of wine, or with gluttonous eaters of meat. For the heavy drinker and the glutton will come to poverty, and drowsiness will clothe one with rags. Listen to the father who begot you, and do not despise your mother when she is old. Buy truth, and do not sell it. Get wisdom and instruction and understanding. The father of the righteous will greatly rejoice, and he who sires a wise son will be glad in him. Let your father and your mother be glad, and let her rejoice who gave birth to you. Give me your heart, my son, and let your eyes delight in my ways. For a harlot is a deep pit, and an adulterous woman is a narrow well, 
Surely she lurks as a robber, and increases the faithless among men. Who has woe? Who has sorrow? Who has contentions? Who has complaining? Who has wounds without cause? Who has redness of eyes? Those who linger long over wine, and those who go to taste mixed wine. Do not look on the wine when it is red, when it sparkles in the cup, when it goes down smoothly. At the last, it bites like a serpent, and stings like a viper. Your eyes will see strange things, and your mind will utter perverse things. And you will be like one who lies down in the middle of the sea, and like one who lies down on the top of a mast. They struck me, but I did not become ill. They beat me, but I did not know it. When shall I awake? I will seek another drink. Do not be envious of evil men, nor desire to be with them, for their minds devise violence and their lips talk of trouble. By wisdom a house is built, and by understanding it is established, and by knowledge the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. A wise man is strong, and a man of knowledge increases power, for by wise guidance you will wage war, and in abundance of counselors there is victory. Wisdom is too exalted for a fool. He does not open his mouth in the gate. One who plans to do evil, men will call a schemer. The devising of folly is sin, and the scoffer is an abomination to men. If you are slack in the day of distress, your strength is limited. Deliver those who are being taken away to death, and those who are staggering to slaughter Oh, hold them back. If you say, See, we did not know this. Does he not consider it who weighs the hearts? And does he not know it who keeps your soul? And will he not render to man according to his work? My son, eat honey, for it is good. Yes, the honey from the comb is sweet to your taste. Know that wisdom is thus for your soul. If you find it, then there will be a future, and your hope will not be cut off. Do not lie in wait, O wicked man, against the dwelling of the righteous. Do not destroy his resting place. For a righteous man falls seven times and rises again, but the wicked stumble in time of calamity. Do not rejoice when your enemy falls, and do not let your heart be glad when he stumbles, or the Lord will see it and be displeased, and turn his anger away from him. Do not fret because of evildoers, or be envious of the wicked, for there is no future for the evil man. The lamp of the wicked will be put out. My son, fear the Lord and the King. Do not associate with those who are given to change, for their calamity will rise suddenly, and who knows the ruin that comes from both of them? These also are sayings of the wise. To show partiality in judgment is not good. 
He who says to the wicked, you are righteous, peoples will curse him, nations will abhor him. But to those who rebuke the wicked will be delight, and a good blessing will come upon them. He kisses the lips who gives a right answer. Prepare your work outside, and make it ready for yourself in the field. Afterwards, then, build your house. Do not be a witness against your neighbor without cause, and do not deceive with your lips. Do not say, Thus I shall do to him as he has done to me. I will render to a man according to his work. I passed by the field of the sluggard, and by the vineyard of the man lacking sense. And behold, it was completely overgrown with thistles. Its surface was covered with nettles, and its stone wall was broken down. When I saw, I reflected upon it. I looked and received instruction. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. Then your poverty will come as a robber, and your want like an armed man. These also are Proverbs of Solomon, which the men of Hezekiah, king of Judah, transcribed. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. As the heavens for height and the earth for depth, so the heart of kings is unsearchable. Take away the dross from the silver, and there comes out a vessel for the smith. Take away the wicked before the king, and his throne will be established in righteousness. Do not claim honor in the presence of the king, and do not stand in the place of great men. For it is better that it be said to you, Come up here, than for you to be placed lower in the presence of a prince, whom your eyes have seen. Do not go out hastily to argue your case. Otherwise, what will you do in the end when your neighbor humiliates you? Argue your case with your neighbor, and do not reveal the secret of others, or he who hears it will reproach you, and the evil report about you will not pass away. Like apples of gold in settings of silver is a word spoken in right circumstances. Like an earring of gold and an ornament of fine gold is a wise reprover to a listening ear. Like the cold of snow in the time of harvest is a faithful messenger to those who send him, for he refreshes the soul of his masters. Like clouds and wind without rain is a man who boasts of his gifts falsely. By forbearance a ruler may be persuaded, and a soft tongue breaks the bone. Have you found honey? Eat only what you need, that you not have it in excess and vomit it. Let your foot rarely be in your neighbor's house, or he will become weary of you and hate you. Like a club and a sword and a sharp arrow is a man who bears false witness against his neighbor. Like a bad tooth or an unsteady foot is confidence in a faithless man in time of trouble. Like one who takes off a garment on a cold day 
or like vinegar on soda, is he who sings songs to a troubled heart. If your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. And if he is thirsty, give him water to drink. For you will heap burning coals on his head, and the Lord will reward you. The north wind brings forth rain, and a backbiting tongue, and angry countenance. It is better to live in a corner of the roof than in a house shared with a contentious woman. Like cold water to a weary soul, so is good news from a distant land. Like a trampled spring and a polluted well is a righteous man who gives way before the wicked. It is not good to eat much honey, nor is it glory to search out one's own glory. Like the city that is broken into and without walls is a man who has no control over his spirit. Like snow in summer and like rain in harvest, so honor is not fitting for a fool. Like a sparrow in its flitting, like a swallow in its flying, so a curse without cause does not alight. A whip is for the horse, a bridle for the donkey, and a rod for the back of fools. Do not answer a fool according to his folly, or you will also be like him. Answer a fool as his folly deserves, that he not be wise in his own eyes. He cuts off his own feet and drinks violence, who sends a message by the hand of a fool. Like the legs which are useless to the lame, so is a proverb in the mouth of fools. Like one who binds a stone in a sling, so is he who gives honor to a fool. Like a thorn which falls into the hand of a drunkard, so is a proverb in the mouth of fools. Like an archer who wounds everyone, so is he who hires a fool or who hires those who pass by. Like a dog that returns to its vomit is a fool who repeats his folly. Do you see a man wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. The sluggard says, there is a lion in the road. A lion is in the open square. As the door turns on its hinges, so does the sluggard on his bed. The sluggard buries his hand in the dish. He is weary of bringing it to his mouth again. The sluggard is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who can give a discreet answer. Like one who takes a dog by the ears, is he who passes by and meddles with strife not belonging to him. Like a madman who throws firebrands, arrows, and death, so is the man who deceives his neighbor and says, Was I not joking? For lack of wood, the fire goes out, and where there is no whisperer, contention quiets down. Like charcoal to hot embers, and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. The words of a whisperer are like dainty morsels, and they go down into the innermost parts of the body. Like an earthen vessel overlaid with silver dross are burning lips and a wicked heart. 
He who hates disguises it with his lips, but he lays up deceit in his heart. When he speaks graciously, do not believe him, for there are seven abominations in his heart. Though his hatred covers itself with guile, his wickedness will be revealed before the assembly. He who digs a pit will fall into it, and he who rolls a stone, it will come back on him. A lying tongue hates those it crushes, and a flattering mouth works ruins. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. Let another praise you, and not your own mouth, a stranger, and not your own lips. A stone is heavy, and the sand weighty, but the provocation of a fool is heavier than both of them. Wrath is fierce, and anger is a flood, but who can stand before jealousy? Better is open rebuke than love that is concealed. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but deceitful are the kisses of an enemy. A sated man loathes honey, but to a famished man any bitter thing is sweet. Like a bird that wanders from her nest, so is a man who wanders from his home. Oil and perfume make the heart glad, so a man's counsel is sweet to his friend. Do not forsake your own friend or your father's friend, and do not go to your brother's house in the day of your calamity. Better is a neighbor who is near than a brother far away. Be wise, my son, and make my heart glad, that I may reply to him who reproaches me. A prudent man sees evil and hides himself. The naive proceed and pay the penalty. Take his garment when he becomes surety for a stranger, and for the adulterous woman hold him in pledge. He who blesses his friend with a loud voice early in the morning, it will be reckoned a curse to him. A constant dripping on the day of steady rain and a contentious woman are alike. He who would restrain her restrains the wind and grasps oil with his right hand. Iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. He who tends the fig tree will eat its fruit, and he who cares for his master will be honored. As in water, face reflects face, so the heart of man reflects man. Sheol and Abaddon are never satisfied nor are the eyes of man ever satisfied. The crucible is for silver and the furnace for gold, and each is tested by the praise accorded him. Though you pound a fool in a mortar with a pestle along with crushed grain, yet his foolishness will not depart from him. Know well the condition of your flocks, and pay attention to your herds. For riches are not forever, nor does a crown endure to all generations. When the grass disappears, the new growth is seen, and the herbs of the mountains are gathering in. The lambs will be for your clothing, and the goats 
will bring the price of a field. And there will be goat's milk enough for your food, for the food of your household, and sustenance for your maidens. Okay, so just like last time, there is so much to talk about here. I cannot simply do it justice. It just is not possible. And especially in a short time, I cannot be done. So let me again just take some that caught my eye, and we'll expand on them a little bit. So first thing to consider is those who worry about money. Verse 4, do not worry yourself to gain wealth. Cease from your consideration of it. Why? Because when you set your eyes on it, it is gone. For wealth certainly makes itself wings like an eagle that flies toward the heaven. As if to say that your money will fly away because either you will fly away with it, meaning that you will spend crazily and you will not be wise with it, or it will simply consume you and you, your heart, will fly away from God. Let that not be us. Listen, let's be clear, money is important for things in life, but it should not be something that is an addiction of ours, nor should we be defined by our wealth. We talked about this a couple of times already, but beginning in verse 13, we see why it's important to discipline your kids. Do not hold back discipline from the child. Although you strike him with a rod, he will not die. You shall strike him with the rod and rescue his soul from Sheol, as in the grave or darkness. So by teaching a kid the right thing to do, we are saving them from future headaches, from future depression, from future bad issues happening in their lives. So it's important that we show them what the Bible says as how to live, by living with godly wisdom. Or you can just be like me, who has had to learn the hard way through most of life. And I learned the lesson, but it was extremely painful. I think we all can be guilty of this sometimes, especially when we see people with more things than we do, or the bad people get away with stuff. Verse 17, Do not let your heart envy sinners, but live in the fear of the Lord always. That's much better here. It is much better to fear the Lord. Because, like it says, surely there is a future, and your hope will not be cut off. For those who are not saved, there is no future. Well, that's not completely true, right? They do have a future, but it's not a good one. It is a terrible one. And we have hope, and they do not. So we should not cut off our own hope by not trusting in God. Then we see, at starting in verse 29, who has woe, who has sorrow, starts asking questions. And then it answers it through verse 30. Those who linger long over wine. Those who go to taste mixed wine. So what's important here is that it is a metaphor for alcoholism and drugs. Because mixed wine is something that was mixed with the wine to make it more potent. And usually some kind of an herb or a drug that would increase its effects or cause something else to happen. So drugs and alcohol, how good are they for you? Well, it tells you exactly what happens. It stings like a viper, bites like a serpent, you will see strange things, your mind will utter perverse things, 
You will end up in some very strange places and then they're going to strike you and you're not going to get sick. You're going to get hit in the face with a punch or something and you won't even feel it. You'll be blacking out completely unconscious. And then when you wake up, you just want to do it again and again and again. Alcohol is not the answer to anything. Yeah, people in the Bible drank it, yes, but there is a limit to it. There should be some reasonable controls in your life. If this is recreational and you like to drink a little bit of alcohol here and there, well, good for you. People like me, we cannot. I am not responsible when it comes to alcohol. Drugs? You should never do them. It never says to do drugs. But alcohol has been a practice since the beginning of time, practically. And it's not necessarily bad in itself, but people tend to abuse it. So if that happens to be you, stay away from it completely. After 24, I like verse 3 because it reminds me of Jesus. By wisdom, a house is built, and by understanding, it is established. What does Jesus say? Those who hear these words of mine and listen to them are like those who build their house upon the rock. So Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, right? So if we listen to him, we listen to wisdom. It's prophetic in nature because Jesus said it, but he used this comparison in the same kind of way. Here's one to consider. Verse 21, my son, fear the Lord and the king. Who's the king? In this case, this is all your rulers, any governors, any people in power above you. God put them there, according to what the Bible says. God put them in power. Do not associate with those who are given to change, those who are not stable those who are not steadfast, those who flip-flop. We need to stay away from those kinds of people because they are not someone to mimic, to imitate. We are called to be solid in our foundation, and people who are not able to stay solid, we need to stay away from them. Then you see in verse 30, through the rest of the chapter, you see an illustration of what laziness is and what it looks like in their life, the results of their lack of effort. And you'll just see their entire life is in shambles, and they won't amount to anything. And that's a shame. What a waste of life it really is. And then we come to chapter 25, and it mentions here the very first verse that these are Proverbs of Solomon, which the men of Hezekiah transcribed, meaning that they are Solomon's Proverbs. Like, Hezekiah didn't make his own, but they were arranged by some sort of group that King Hezekiah had set up. And so he's sharing some of the ones that were rediscovered by, that originally were Solomon's. Because if you look at the history of the kings between Solomon and Hezekiah, you're talking about almost a couple of hundred years. Two hundred years is a long time. And most certainly, a lot of the wisdom of Solomon had been lost. And now it was good for him to rediscover these things and try to put them into practice. Verses 8 through 20 are proverbs that are to deal with your neighbors, which in this case is everyone. So those are good 
for how to handle each other. Then if we look at verses 21 through 24, this should look very familiar to us if we've looked at the New Testament before. Because verses 21 and 22 have been quoted before. If your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. And if he is thirsty, give him water to drink. For you will heap burning coals on his head, and the Lord will reward you. I think that's Romans chapter 12, near the end of the chapter. Certainly something we need to keep in mind. Love your enemies, like Jesus said. Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. We are called to be better people. And then verses 25 through 28 are about how we deal with ourself. Now, what's interesting here is verse 25 is the same description you could say that the gospel is. Like cold water to a weary soul, so is good news from a distant land. And quite frankly, the gospel of Jesus Christ is that very thing. It is good news from a distant land. Why? Because it's from a kingdom not of this world. It's from the kingdom of heaven, of which we are citizens of. And what does the word gospel mean? It means good news. So, Jesus Christ's gospel is truly good news from a distant land. And so, it is like cold water to a weary soul. You know how if you're really hot, or you haven't had anything to drink for a while, and your body is empty and thirsty, and then you drink some cold water, is how you can feel it going down your throat, all the way down your esophagus, down to your stomach, and just that feeling of comfort and satisfaction. That's what Jesus Christ does for our souls. How powerful that thought is. That's why it's so important to share it with people. We need to be doing this. And here's one that is one I struggle with because of all the spiritual fruits, love, joy, peace, patience, you know, all that, I would say self-control is my least fruitful thing in my life. I lack self-control so often for food, for how I spend my time, and you, you name it. I am not always steady on that. And I guess I open myself up to attack and being distracted because I am like a city without walls. And so demons try to bring me down and they break away at me because I have no control over my spirit. And I just want to continue to work on improving that. Chapter 26, we see, beginning in verse 3, we see a long illustration of what it is like dealing with fools up until verse 12. And then when you go to verse 13 through 16, it's how to deal with sluggards, people who are lazy. And then verses 17 through the rest of the chapter is how to deal with gossips and people who try to instigate things. We want to steer clear from those people. Then we go to chapter 27, which are all Proverbs concerning actions that we need to take in our life. So these are certainly things to consider, and there's a handful of them that are very interesting to think about and we need to be reminded of. Verse 1, do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. 
I can think of two places where this has been expanded. I can think of what Jesus said. Do not worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow has enough to worry about. Every day is enough trouble of its own. But then you go to James, who says, do not be one of those people who says, we're going to go to such and such a place for a couple of years, make some money, You don't because you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Instead, it should be, if the Lord wills, we will go to such and such a place. God is in control of all that. And we should not have anxiety about things that have not happened yet, as well as putting too much faith in a day. Nothing's going to go according to plan. It may, it may not, but you don't have to worry about it. What you do have to worry about is how you conduct yourself, as well as how much trust you put in God. Verse 17, iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And that's what is expanded upon in the New Testament as being equally yoked. That's with not only marriage, but also with friendships. Are you friends with people who build you up? Are you married to a Christian? Are you with people that are making you better? Or are you around people who are making you worse? Iron sharpens iron. Because iron and wood do not sharpen each other. You keep chopping wood with an axe, it will get dull. But if you were to strike iron against iron, it becomes sharpened. So this is to illustrate the kind of people that we keep company with. Verse 20, Sheol and Abaddon are never satisfied. Death and hell are never satisfied. They have plenty of room for all the people going down there. And there are plenty of people who are going to die. The same way, the eyes of a man are never satisfied. Nothing in this world will satisfy it. There's nothing that you have that will make you content except Jesus Christ. He's the only way. Trust me, I've tried it. For many, many years, I've tried it. I have never found satisfaction in anywhere else. And yet, my impulse is to go back to those things anyway, because that was the old nature. But we know better now, and we have to consciously fight that craving. Verse 23 seems kind of like one for a pastor or for a leader of a church. Know well the condition of your flocks and pay attention to your herds. Know what's going on with them. We can think of this as agricultural or something about God's provision, but I think there's more to it than that. It seems as if we're to be aware, what is the deeper reason? Because If you're seeing something in your church going wrong, like there's a lack of growth, or you see people not interacting with each other, or you don't see some ministries increasing in number, you don't see people getting baptized very often, there has to be a reason for that. And maybe it's because in your average church, we don't go deep enough, or we don't go outside of our comfort zone and we get to know new people. Or we go deep into what is really going on inside of a person. Because those who go to church are really good about putting on the show. 
I would know. I've done it for many, many years. That And there's times I've put on the show to look like I belong there and things are fine, but I'm not fine. It's like when they greet you at the door. I've tried this before. I go to the front door and there's always an usher or a greeter that hands you the bulletin as you're walking in. And they're like, hi, good morning. How are you? And I say, not good at all. And they're like, oh, that's great. God bless. You know, thank God. Did you not just hear me? I said, I'm not doing well at all. They're not listening. It's all fake. It's all formality. It's all polite. But politeness is deadly sometimes because we're not getting to the heart of matters. And that's really what church is about, is getting to the heart of the people that are in there and molding them to be somebody better in the way God wants them to be. So we need to stop with the formalities and the politeness and the politically correctness. We need to find out what is really deep inside of people and draw out those impurities. Then we worry about fixing problems and growing the restored individual. I think that is what's lacking in the church today, is there is no growth because we don't go deep enough. We can't fix an infection if we're just putting a band-aid on top of it. You have to actually kill whatever the infection is first. It has to be brought out to the light, and it needs to be corrected. You can't do it for people, I know that, but that's why we have to develop rapport, that's why we have to develop relationships, and that open forum where people can feel safe and be able to share of themselves. And then we can get to their heart, and that's where we're trying to get to. The gospel of Jesus Christ needs to get into their hearts so they can learn to accept him. And then the Holy Spirit can move in such a miraculous way to save them. That is the process. But we need to do better than we are doing now. It takes all of us, not just your pastor, not just your deacons. It takes you as well. Let's all work together toward that end. And that's all that I have for today. Thank you for listening. I'm Ryan. And we'll see you next time. Take care, and God bless you.